To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Why can you say to God be the glory? Because you walked with him this week. You talk with him this week. You tell him you're his own. Amen? And he brought you through and you're here today. You're here today to give him glory and to praise his holy name. Why don't you stand to your feet with me as we open the word of God for the people of God this moment. Uh, stand with me to your feet and as we read the word of God, the word of God says, and thank you. Thank you, Mark. Mark, Mark, you did a wonderful job this morning. Thank you for reading the word of God. I don't know where he is, but if you're here, we're somewhere. Uh, keep, up the, keep up the good work, Mark. Keep up the good work. Praise God. To God be the glory. We have to affirm our young people. Amen? We have to affirm our young people. They are the leaders of tomorrow. And, and, and let me say this publicly before I go further. Last week I heard uh, the young man who, who um, the young man who gave the gift to my son. Uh, he made a statement last week that he's a troublemaker. I don't want to put that tag on him. I don't want to put, and I don't want you to put that tag on him as a troublemaker. He's a leader for God. Amen. He's a leader for God. Be careful of the words that we speak. Be careful of what we say to our children. I just want to say that. I, it, 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 it just rests on me this week. We got to speak positive words to our young people. So, Devon, his name? Mark? Xavier, yes, Xavier, you ain't no troublemaker. You're a future leader, amen? Amen, all right, all right. The word of God for God's people, Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Ah, my God. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Father God, it is your time. Into thy hands I commit myself. In Jesus' name you may be seated. Amen. Amen. The security of abiding in God's presence. The security of abiding in God's presence. When I need strength, when I need power, when I need to make it through another week, I go to the book of Psalm. For every shifting mood, for every emotional trauma, for every difficult issue in life, one can find an answer in the book of Psalm, an antidote in the book of Psalm. Amen. 
The word reads like a diary for David. There are psalms of praise, there are psalms of lament, but each one of them contains a powerful word when the soul needs to be encouraged. Walk with me through some of these encouraging psalms. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the ways of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like what? A tree that is planted by the river, that bringeth its, its fruit in season. The leaf, it says, shall not wither, and whatsoever it doeth shall prosper. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. When I consider the heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man? What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou hast visited him? Uh, thou hast made him a little lower than the angel, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. And you know this one, you know this one, I'm sure you know this one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk uh, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, uh, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest, anointest my head with all my cup, run it over and chant this out. Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not some days, not just today, but all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the sea and established it up on the flood. Lift up your heads. O oh, he gates and be he lifted up, he everlasting doors, for the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O oh, he gates and be he lifted up, he everlasting doors, for the king of glory shall come in. Then he goes and he says, have mercy on me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression and create in me, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Oh, make a joyful noise 
unto the Lord, all he lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with praise and singing. Know he that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continue uh, be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast, its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together and taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who trusted in him. But one of my favorite, favorite passage, our psalm of all is, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The believer God offers us a promise of assurance. We have the guarantee of deliverance. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is my refuge and my fortress. Surely he shall deliver me. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He shall deliver you from the perilous pestilence. And Psalm 91 emphasizes the need for Christians, for you and I, to have an abiding presence with the Lord in need of deliverance. Israel was promised refuge and deliverance amidst the, all their calamities. Uh, this is one of those favorite psalms to which majority of us turn to when we are in times of difficult, when we are experiencing challenging times. Am I right about that? Uh, but to understand this promise, we must first inquire what or where is a secret place of the Most High. The idea of the secret place is often met with, one, some secret hiding place David often resort to when a fugitive. The guaranteed protection of God is likened to such uh, thereof. Another idea is that a secret place is the rental tent of the commander of an army, as in Psalm 27, 5. He shall hide me under his pavilion. Here the enemy would have to break through rank after rank of the army in order to reach the well-guarded central tent of the leader. Follow me. Uh, this location is so well protected, so well guarded, so well inaccessible to the enemies, so strongly placed that it was used as an emblem of the security of our God. But it is the most holy place of the tabernacle and temple that this text alludes to. Uh, that sacred chamber uh, was without a doubt a, sac a secret place of the Most High in the eyes of the Jewish people. Uh, 
It was, it, it was entered once, once per year on the Day of Atonement. And, the only, and only the high priest bearing the blood of atonement could enter. The other days in the year, not a single person was allowed to go in. No eye was allowed to look upon the glory of God. Above the secret place between the cherubim, uh, there it was his glory shining. There was God's earthly dwelling place. So may I suggest uh, that the theme of this psalm alludes to the opening of the secret place to all to enter and worship. It is a secret, it is the security one gets through personal worship with God. The psalmist implied that personal worship is to dwell in the secret place of the Most High God in the temple. But what is the dwelling? What is, to, what is it to dwell in the secret place of the Most High? You see, all Israel entered there through their representative, the high priest. Hmm? Once per year, he carried in his hand the atoning blood, which he was to sprinkle on the mercy seat. Do you remember that? Am I talking to some good old Seventh-day Adventist Christians? Yes, yes. Uh, the, spiritual con the, the, spirituality, the spirituality continued in the faith of God, obeying and trusting in him. Uh, the, the spiritual dwell in that secret place. They were under the shadow. The high priest literally stood between them and the Most High. No evil came upon them. No plague came nigh their dwelling. Uh, but we do not have the Old Testament high priest anymore. The Old Testament high priest who was with sin as a mediator between us and the Most High. But Jesus himself we do have. Who took on our sins. Who took on our infirmities and that of the world. And yet... Without sin. Uh, Jesus himself said, Come unto me, all he that are labored, who are tired, and I will give you rest. Uh, Jesus who said, Come, let us reason together. Let us talk things over. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Uh, by the way, do you know what scarlet is? Red, that deep, deep red. Can you imagine that? My mother's law dress. Though your sins be as scarlet, uh, Jesus says he will make it as, as white as snow. Hmm? Uh, Jesus who invites us to come boldly before his throne so that you and I can find mercy and grace. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. That's the Jesus who stands between me, between us and the Father and mediate on our behalf. So there are some who come to church. They are part of the body of Christ. Worship is to them a reality. They have experienced God's power in their lives. 
they have surrendered to his constraining love. But their patience, their practice of, of the patience of God is not constant and unbroken. Then you have those uh, who have fully surrendered, who have fully surrendered to God. The ones who nothing can detract them, nothing can break their connection with God, no matter what come their way. Nothing can break their connection with God. They dwell continually in the inner sanctuary of God, the secret place where the vision never, their vision never grows dim, no matter what the enemy throw their way. Where fellowship with God is never clouded and where their spirit is filled with peace and with joy in the midst of what is going on in their situation. To describe this spiritual, uh, sometimes we cannot avoid the use of analogies drawn from the physical. So here it goes. The secret place of life are not geographical points, but spiritual experiences. You may go to the performance of a great orator and watch the audience. Uh, there is one who, who, who has a thorough knowledge of music and is following the score closely. Nothing ever point in the, uh, noting every point in the execution of the music carefully. The music gives him a pleasant thrill, uh, but it opens no doors for him. Next to him is a man who is captivated and lifted out of himself that he has let his co the copy of his music fall to the ground and he is oblivious of all his surroundings. The windows of heaven have been opened and his spirit is gazing into the new worlds. That man has penetrated the secret place. The two sat side by side. But one is in the secret place. The other is in the outer court. The secret place of God's universal temple is neither the sanctuary where we worship nor the quiet room in our house where we are spending time in prayer. Listen to the preacher. It is our experience of God, our vision, vision of him, and our fellowship with him no matter where we are. Uh, so it, it, it is that spot where our spirits meet the spirits of the infinite. The spot where spirits blend. And friends hold fellowship with friends. It is that spot where you enter and you bear your soul as to a friend. That is the meaning of personal worship. That is the meaning of being in the, in the secret place of the Most High, to enter the secret place and live in an abiding fellowship with God. You don't have to wait until you get to church. You don't have to wait until you get to your house in your secret closet and the altar in your home. You don't have to wait there. Sometimes you'll be riding in your car. And you just worship. You're just spending time with God in a secret place of the Most High God. An experience with Him. The psalmist does not speak of occasional visit to the secret place, but of dwelling there 
And to abide requires the consent of, his, of your will. What he has in mind is constant, constant fellowship. We are to live in constant communion with God all day long, all night long, without neglect of our daily activities. Don't allow your work, don't allow your family, don't allow school, don't allow anything to get in the midst of you and I, of your, uh, your secret place with God. Don't allow your circumstances to get in the secret place. Don't allow anything, young people, don't allow anything, any boyfriend or girlfriend, school or whatever issues, to get between you and your secret place. Abiding in the presence of God. Amen. You see, our business should never rob us. Our business should never rob us of that special abiding time in the secret place of the Most High. We are diligent about our duties every day, yes? We face our responsibilities. We carry our burdens. We carry our tribulation. We fight our temptation. But still... We must find time uh, to gather strength and be inspired beneath the shadow of the Almighty. You see, to the believer, God offers us some assurance. We have the assurance of personal guidance. When we abide in the presence of God, tribulation or not, uh, can, can, can have, you can have peace in the time of the storm. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my, the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked evil, my enemies and my foes come up to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fell and they fall. I know that he is my light and my salvation. He is my personal friend. I need him uh, to be my light. Uh, you are to thank God for your mother's God. Mm? You are to thank God for your father's God. Uh, but you see, you need uh, that God for yourself. You need his abiding presence and his security because mama's relationship, daddy relationship is not going to help you and I. You need your personal relationship. I don't need someone to tell me either to praise my God. I don't need someone to tell me how to worship my God. I don't need the praise team to come up here and sing and tell me how to worship my God. I don't need them to invoke something within me to tell me how to praise. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. When I think of what God has brought me through, has led me through, how God delivered me, my soul prays him. And I don't need to come to church for the church to invoke a praise within me. Because I can be driving down the road over there. 
I can be driving down 84 and somehow something just flashed back in my mind and I just start praising God. Mm? I don't know if I'm talking to somebody out there. But I know that God is worthy to be praised all the time. So the secret place is not just in this temple of God. It's not, it does not have to be at home. It can be anywhere. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, my friends, because when I think <laughs> of the goodness of Jesus, my soul has to cry. Hallelujah. It was some years ago, two, three years ago, that I, I traveled to New York to preach, and I went back home to Andrews, or the seminary. Sunday night I got there, my wife, children. The following morning, I got up from my bed. And my wife said, Orville, you're not standing steady. I said, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Back-to-back -back weekends, I'm tired. I said, no, no. Something is wrong. You see, those married folks know what I'm talking about when your partner can say something is wrong. They know what they're talking about. Something is out of the ordinary. They know what they're talking about. So she said something is wrong. You, 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 you're, you're not standing steady. Next thing I know, I was flat on the ground. I walked off and I lay flat on the ground. My son was behind me. I fell on him. Everybody started crying. I have no idea what's going on. Picked me up. I could not stand. The next day, my speech was gone. Next day, my eyesight was gone. My voice was gone. Everything was gone. Just like that. Rushed me to the hospital. Had no clue what was wrong with me. Test after test. I was in college. I really didn't have insurance. So God blessed me with all the tests in the world. <laughs> all the tests in the world. Heart tests, brain tests, whatever tests you can think about. They had they, they, they gave it to me. They had no idea what was going on. They could not find what was going on. Then finally, they, they took me up to the, the, the neurological floor, and they did test, still does not know. They said, they, they, they said wait a second, your diet doesn't, you, 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 there's no block arteries, there's nothing, nothing, Total vegetarian? Nah. Then finally they did a spinal tap. 
if anyone had a spinal top, you know what I'm talking That thing is crazy, it's painful. They put a needle in my spine, pulled out some substance there, and they found that my white blood cell was elevated. And they said I had viral meningitis. So viral meningitis I had. I did not have the bacterial one because they said if I had the bacterial one, I would be gone. But in God's grace and mercy, I had viral meningitis. Don't know where I got it from, but for me, it took everything. It took everything. Everything. And for weeks, for weeks and months, I, I sat and I laid in my house, wrestling with God. Wrestling with God. Training to be a preacher and cannot finish. Don't know if I will be able to finish. I have a young family. Don't know if I will be able to take care of my family. But you know what that experience taught me? It brought me closer to God. It brought me closer to God. You see, I, I, I was no longer relying on my grandma's religion. I was no longer relying on the church, growing up in the church, the Seventh-day Adventist church, and see the way they worship. I, 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 wasn't no, I was no longer relying on that to, make me, to get me in the kingdom of God. God, God brought me down. Because you see, I, I, I thought to myself, I had everything under control. If I want this, I just go and get it. If I want that, I just go and get it. I got it under control. But God brought me down. If my wife touched me, I was in pain. Just touch me, I'm in pain. And God had to let me recognize that I don't control a single thing. Nothing in this world I control. It is only because of the mercy of God. The grace of God. Why I'm not consumed. So saints of God have developed the attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Because what kept me through those times of difficult, those difficult times was the word of God. And yes, I wrestled with God. I questioned God. Oh, it's not, it, it, it's not good to question God? Hmm? Uh, are, are we so holy? Are we so sanctified? Are, are, are we on the sitting on the right hand of God so we don't question God? Uh, don't we have emotion? Uh, don't we go through trials? Don't we go through testing? We do. But don't sin. Question him, but don't sin. Recognize who he is. Recognize that he sits high and look low. Recognize that he has everything under his control. Recognize that he's bringing us, bringing you and I through an experience. And his ultimate goal is to get us closer and closer to him. So yes, I got closer to God. Yes, 
I was studying as much as I can. Yes, I had the book knowledge, I had the theological knowledge. But was my relationship close to him? Was I dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God? Did I have that relationship with him? I can say, no, I didn't. Because I just wanted to finish this seminary. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. We can come here Sabbath after Sabbath. Worshiping, singing the hymns, reading the scriptures, quoting it from Genesis to Revelation. We can know the spirit of prophecy. We can know everything um, unto White, Sister White says. And yet, our hearts are far from God. And yet, when we walk outside there, no one can see the glory of God in us. then it will be vain indeed. Our time here on earth, our time coming into church, Sabbath after Sabbath, Wednesday after Wednesday, our activities, it would be in vain. Saints of God, saints of God, don't be discouraged. Don't don't, don't, don't get overwhelmed and bend out of shape because of the trials that we go through. We will go through. Uh, that's, that, you know, that's one thing that we are guaranteed. That's, we are guaranteed trials and tribulation. But in the same breath that we are guaranteed trouble, trials and tribulation, my brother, uh, Jesus says, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even though you go through the trials, I will be with you. Because why? You and I know we, we, we have something going on together. I can say you are my friend because you have been dwelling. You have been abiding. You know about me. I know about you. I know what you're going through. I know your experience. I know the time you cry at night. I know the sleepless nights you have. I know every se a matter of fact, before you even before you even experience it, I knew about it before you were even born. I knew exactly what you would have what you would go through. So be not dismayed, whatever the time. God, God, your God, my God will take care of us. Just be faithful to him. You see, saints of God, We need to develop a personal relationship with God. We just don't need to be theological. We need to have an experiential relationship with God. A dinner plate left overnight will be hard to clean in the morning. An alternative to scrubbing is soaking the dish in hot water. And dishwashing liquid. 
letting a dish abide in the solution will allow a hard cleaning job to become a lot easier. Hmm? That is what abiding does for Christians. We are much easier to clean up when we have been hanging out in the right environment. You see, religion says uh, scrape the dirt off and apply some elbow grease to fix a problem. But relationship says soak. Uh, just sit in the hot water for a while. So we need some soakers who is going to dwell in the presence of the Almighty. Soakers now uh, that there's never a battle he won't won. Uh, soakers know uh, that there's never a trial that he's not there. Soakers know that there's never a burden he will not bear. Soakers know uh, that there's never a heartache, never a ground, never a teardrop that he does not share. So moment by moment, he thinks of his soakers. Amen. Soakers know uh, that there is never a weakness uh, that he does not feel. And there is never a sickness that he cannot heal. Because moment by moment, the soakers are abiding uh, under the shadow of the Almighty. Because the Almighty cares. You see, the security are, are, are gained through abiding in the presence of the Most High and the value of dwelling and abiding uh, for the practical life, you got to soak. You got to stay there as with a friend. So my friends, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I was talking on my cell phone one day and it began to beep, beep, beep. The beeping noise indicated that the battery was low. After a couple minutes, I heard click. The noise was gone. The battery had died because it had been off its charger too long. In other words, it was putting out with no refill and so it lost its power. It lost its ability to function at the level it was designed to function at because it had to stay away from a source too long. It died. We can't keep running on spiritual empty saints of God and wonder why we alone, we, we, we are just limping along in our Christian life. We are, we, we are regularly caught unexpected and empty because we do not stay uh, to our source. We do not stay. We do not abide in the presence of God. We are not connected, uh, but be connected and you will be able to, uh, to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Connect to him through prayer. Pray without ceasing. Connect with him through worship. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Connect with God uh, through witnessing. Let your mouth be a witness. Let your body be a living testimony. 
about Jesus. Connect to God through kindness and compassion. We are the conduits of God's grace and God's mercy. Connect to God through loving our enemies. We are his epistles to be read by all men. To let all men know that he is our strength. To let all men know that he is our God. He is our hope. He is our high tower. He is our bridge over trouble troubled water connect with God and let them read us let him know let men know that God is our comforter let when men look at us even though we're going through trials and tribulation we have a peace that passes all understanding on our face and they wonder what is wrong with that brother what is wrong with that sister look and look what they're going through but yet there's a smile on their face mm? and when they come to you my sister point them to Jesus point them to Jesus so I don't know I don't know I don't know today if someone out there someone out there we're going through trials we're going through a, a, a rough time right now as someone out there who 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 who, who may have drifted away from that personal devotion with Christ. And, some, and, and somehow you want to say, Lord, it is me. It is me. I am guilty. And you want to say, Lord, I want to get back to my first love. When I first met you, when I first heard uh, that, 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 that good old Adventist hymn, uh, hymn uh, safely through another week, when I heard that good old Adventist hymn, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. I don't know if that's you out there. And you want to say, Jesus, I want to get back into that relationship with you. I want to get that in that frame where I'm abiding in your presence. And if he's so good, if that's you, just stand to your feet. If that's you, just stand to your feet. Let us pray. What a marvelous and awesome privilege you have extended to us today. Indeed, O oh God, we have learned from your word that the secret place that the psalmist talked about is not a location, but rather an experience. And Father, I pray that even as we walk this pathway, you will, in your mercy and grace, create circumstances that will indeed Give us the experience that we need to abide in the secret place of the Most High God. We recognize, dear Heavenly Father, that the only way we are going to make it is to have that connection abiding in the secret place of the Most High God. Father, teach us how to lean on you, to trust you even where we can trace you. We thank you for the man of God and for the word he has spoken. And we pray that you would continue to use him to show us the way. 
so that when all is said and done, those of us who have heard your voice through his ministry will one day stand on the sea of glass singing the song of Moses and the Lamb. Bless and keep us. Cause your face to shine upon us as we face this untried week. Help us to know we have a center in Jesus. Thank you. In your blessed name we pray. Let the people of God say, Amen, Amen. Amen.